This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. going on guys welcome back to another episode of the becoming a better man podcast i'm your host dr jason wright and your feelings suck that's right i said it your feelings suck if you're trying to chase actions based on what your feelings are then they're always going to be short-lived actions tell me about a time where something that you've done has actually been sustainable because you felt like doing it, whether that be something with your job, something with a relationship, something with your exercise or nutritional habits. Tell me something that you have always felt like doing, and so that's what's led to you being able to do it long-term. The answer is nothing. (laughs) So I want to come in hot out of the gate today. One, grasp your attention right from the start. Two, uh, because this is a, a lesson that I've had to tell myself over and over and over. And just when I think I get it, something happens that teaches me that I need to learn it some more. Listening to this episode is not going to transform your life long term. What it's going to do, though, is it's going to spark your interest just long enough for you to be able to start to make a little bit more Uh, internal reflection, self-assessment, self-awareness habits to the point where you can maybe start to see, damn, I'm, I'm doing that same thing. I'm doing that same thing. I need to, I need to be more aware of that. That's the whole goal. All right, guys. So yes, your feelings suck. Why? Because they're misleading. They're very misleading. They're fleeting. They don't stick around. Right, Because just when it seems like you're in one mindset, one emotion, something else happens and it throws you off. And, you know, how many, how many times let's use, let's use exercise as an example. I mean, that's my, that's my forte. I just had this conversation with a guy the other day. You're all gung ho, like you're excited, you're hyped up, you're ready to roll. And then something happens with your job, you've got a client, and all of a sudden you thought they were happy and everything's going well. Next thing you know, like they're having a bad day. And then their bad day is bleeding into their relationship with you and how you're taking care of them. And then now all of a sudden you're having a bad day. And your plan to get ready to go to the gym in 30 minutes has now been thwarted. So now you've got to deal with this angry client, right? You got to calm them down, get them happy again. Knowing full well that it's 90% of the time, like something that they're struggling with, they just need an outlet. You happen to be that inconvenient outlet. (laughs) But now you're dealing with that, right? Like your adrenaline's high, you're flooded with, with feelings, panic, anxiety, stress. You're not at the gym, right? Where you'd planned to be, where you'd committed yourself to be. You're now trying to put out this fire. That happens. 
so you get it handled, it's taken care of, right? Like they're, they feel better. They, they realize that they were probably overreacting a little bit. We all do it. So let's not fault them for that. So you're starting to settle down and think, oh man, thank God I took care of that. Like that was really starting to stress me out. And then what do you do? You're not going to the gym anymore. Right? Like you kind of want to relax because you felt like that was a really stressful situation. Took a lot out of you just to be able to handle it. And now you're not at the gym. Oh, you know, I'll go tomorrow. That's an example of what happens is, is you no longer feel like doing it. Right? You felt like doing it as long as nothing else was going on. Something else came up. Now you feel like relaxing, trying to chill out because your your nervous system has just been on high alert for the last, you know, 10, 20, 30, 60 minutes. And now you're not going because you don't feel like it. Okay, that's, you know, that's an example. Another one might be with with your job, right? Like you might just totally dread, you know, the the aspect of your job where you've got to actively reach out to people, to market yourself, to sell, whatever it is. You might be really good at sales, right? It might come super naturally to you, but you're more comfortable when they come to you, right? And when they're coming to you, that's a direct result of your efforts of trying to outreach to them via your marketing, your messaging, your campaigns, funnels, whatever it is that you're, you've got set up. And you're realizing that I don't feel like doing it this week. Like you might be in a funk, okay? Something might be going on at home. Something might be going on just emotionally where you're just feeling a little bit lower. You don't feel like doing it, right? And so it makes it harder for you to actually do it at the same level where you had been. Because you're talking yourself out of it. Like, oh, I'll just wait till I feel better or I'll just wait till I think more clearly where I'm being more creative, that that's when I do better. So I'll just, you know, I'll wait for this mood to subside. Your feelings are betraying you. You know, because meanwhile, while you're waiting, what's happening? Are, you know, are new clients rolling in? Are you taking care of your existing clients the same way? Because you're not actively feeling like it in the moment. We're being misled by our feelings. If we're waiting for our feelings to lead us into this chase towards our ideal destination, we never can depend on them. Like we don't know what they're going to be one minute to the next. Our feelings are oftentimes reactions to other situations. Where we can excel at this is when we can learn to control how we respond to those feelings. Right? So like in that first situation, you could have totally hit the panic button with that client and handled it the way that you did. Or, you know, another situation could have been, hey, I'm going to handle this situation. And then as soon as it's over with, I've got to get to the gym. I've got to do it. That's the commitment that I've made. Or another situation could be, hey, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I feel terrible that you're feeling so frustrated with what's going on right now. Uh, if it's okay with you, I'm going to look into this for a little bit and then uh, I've got to take care of some things and I'm going to get right back to you with some answers.
So that way we can all feel better about what's happening and what we're going to do about this. It, does that sound good for you? Majority of the time, they'll be okay with that, right? Because what do you need to do? You need to go take care of yourself first so you can show up better for this client. And they're going to appreciate that more. You're going to appreciate that more. Everybody's going to be happy that way. Sometimes we put this internal pressure on ourselves that somebody else inquiring about something or asking us about something is a direct threat to how we're perceived by them. It's not always the case. That's again, that's our reaction to some sort of triggered response from some other familiar situation years and years and years ago, but it when it happens, it feels just like it's happening again today. And so we jump to the rescue. We go into savior mode for the client. So I'm not saying to ignore the clients, but I'm saying to really self-analyze in the moment and go, all right, am, am I wanting to overreact to this situation just to please them? Or is there a better way to handle this situation to where all parties are satisfied and I'm not sacrificing myself? Because that'll lead you to a quick path to burnout. Then you're not wanting to feel, air quotes, like showing up for anybody. So then the next example we talked about, you know, with your marketing, sales efforts, you know, certain aspects of your job that you might not be crazy about, you might not be the best at or the most excited about on a day-to-day basis, but you're happy with the results that it gets you, so you're able to kind of keep doing it. That's so true in our workouts, our businesses, our jobs, our relationships. There's a lot of things that we don't really feel like doing, but we do them because the outcomes of doing it far outweigh the negatives to not doing it. Sometimes in that moment that we get caught up in the feelings and that's where we get misled. That's where it changes our actions. It throws us off our game and we've got to be able to, to commit to the act of discipline versus trying to ride the wave of emotions, right? Waiting to work out when we feel like working out means it's not going to happen. Waiting to do that aspect of our jobs that we know we need to do, but we wait till we feel like doing it better, it's going to lead to failure. Leading to stepping up to the plate in our relationships, having the hard conversation, um, going above and beyond to show appreciation when you feel like it, either of those situations means it's not going to happen or it's not going to happen in the manner that it needs to in a quick fashion. So what I'm saying is guys, our feelings suck because they tug and pull at us at different directions, kind of like a wild dog that we've got at home. We're trying to take it out for a walk. And just when we think we're comfortable going on the straight path, they see something off the side, they jerk us in that other direction. And now we're pulled off the path. We got to go see what the dog wants to take care of. And then all of a sudden something across the path on the other side, it goes jetting across there, barking like crazy, pulling us in that direction. Meanwhile, we're no longer going straight forward. Our emotions do the same thing to us. So I want you guys to write down a list. It doesn't have to be a long list, but write down a list of, of where you want to go with your life. What does that look like? What are you doing? 
What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to be known for? What problems are you trying to solve for yourself, for others, whatever? And then, you know, envision what is what does that look like for you personally? What does that look like for you professionally? So write those down. And then reverse engineer, okay, what what kind of things would have to happen in order for me to get there? Well, I got to be able to get my discipline in check. I've got to be able to do what I say I'm going to do. I've got to be able to show up even when I don't feel like it. As long as I'm on this path that's aligned with my values, then I've got to continue to keep going forward. I can't be like a, a, a blade of grass in the wind, just blowing whichever direction it decides to go. I've got to continue to grow upwards and forwards. So think about that as you wait until you're driven by passion or emotion or feelings. Just understand just how fickle that is. And it's not directional, not in the direction you're wanting to go. You might still be able to get there in a forward path, but it's going to take you a lot longer because you're taking a lot of detours. Speaking from experience, waiting to do things when you feel like doing them means they're probably not going to get done. And that's why I think things like lists are so important. I mean, just focusing on like what's, I saw this the other day, um, kind of like a, a one, two, three method. So it's like number one at the top. I mean, write this out each day. What's something that's just got to get done every day, no matter what? Doesn't matter. Two, what are the two other things that can, you know, need to get done, but they're not the most urgent pressing thing? Like, what's the one thing you got to show up for every day? Do it. Number two, what are two things that you have to continue to keep your foot on the gas, but they're not as important as number one? Okay. And then three, what are the three things that, are constants that need to be paid attention to, but they're not as as important as like the two on the second tier or number one at the top. Number one, daily, has to be done. The two things underneath it, level two, they need to get done within the week, but they're not as important. Number, you know, the three things at the bottom, what are three things that you need to be focused on this month that aren't as pressing, but they still need to be done? And I think visually writing that out, seeing it helps us to be able to kind of combat the, uh, you know, like American gladiators when you're, they were trying to run through that gauntlet and they've got guys pushing, you know, like nitro and turbo and diesel and whatever other power names those guys had trying to knock you off course the whole time. Like, but they still keep running forward, right? Cause they want to win. They want that prize. Think about it that way, like writing that stuff out, that's going to help you stay focused. That's going to help you go, you know what, something tried to knock me off a little bit, but I still understand like what I've got to do today. And then when, that, when that's done, then I can kind of feel and relax and get, you know, knocked around if I need to, uh, to handle those, those feelings or emotions of why don't I feel like wanting to do this today? Why do I feel tired? Why do I feel whatever it is? Sometimes guys are like, we just got to suck it up and do shit. And then don't ignore while we're feeling a little bit down or dragging or not motivated or whatever it is. Like deal with that later. 
Don't ignore it, but we've got to get stuff done first. Because our feelings... Sorry, guys, we had a little technical difficulty there. It cut me off at the very end. But what I was trying to say is that being able to stay focused and accomplish what we need to accomplish, one, keeps us more productive, keeps us healthier, right? Because we're sticking with our, our exercise commitments, honoring our bodies daily, and it's going to help us with our relationships because we're going to continue to be able to still stay focused and show up and, and energized in the way that not only we need, but our partners need, our families need. But we got to be able to have that discipline, right? We can't wait for just doing it when we feel like it. Don't, don't neglect our feelings, but we've got to be able to push through to what's most important and then understand our feelings in the process and after the fact. Don't let them be our barometer in terms of what's going to be accomplished that day or how we're going to show up that day. And then sometimes, guys, like when you need a break, you just need a break. And so take care of that. Take care of yourself and then show up better after your break. But don't keep trying to like coast to the next exit on fumes. Pit stops are there for a reason. Use them. Use them wisely. That way you can keep going and keep running the race. That being said, guys, that's it for this week. Our feelings suck, but it doesn't mean that they have to totally run and dictate our lives. Let's keep going forward. Let's stay focused on our goals what's meaningful for us, what's most important to us, how we're doing in the process of, of getting there, right? Like this doesn't define us. Our goals don't define us. Our careers don't define us. What we accomplish doesn't define us. What we look like doesn't define us. Who we're married to, who we're with doesn't define us. Our purpose defines us. Who we are defines ourselves. So... Stay focused on that. Don't get caught up in the emotional, I'm only going to do it when I feel like it type of thing. Because there's a lot of times, there's weeks and months where you just won't feel like doing anything. And then where are you? So anyway, fellas, hope that was helpful. Like always, rate, comment, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, tag me on social media if this message resonated or hit home. And let's get after it. All right, fellas. Till then, love you, brothers. And we'll see you next week. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag Becoming a Better Man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families.